Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery. To get it done, you can get the show notes and more at drleewarren.podbean.com. That's drleewarren.podbean.com, and if you'd like the show, Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Hey, friend, we're back. It's Sunday afternoon, and it is the 14th day of all in August. <laughs> yes. and I'm sitting here Mid-month. with <laughs> How you doing, Tata? I'm well. How are you? Good. We're sitting in our office today. We're not out on the edge by the river. Um, and this is our second whack at this episode. Yes. Yes, it is. Because the first time it was scrambled or garbled or something. Yeah, there was some sort of digital mayhem in that file. And I couldn't save it. We just um, ran all the tests and checked everything out technically. And I, I can't find a problem, so Lord willing, we'll be okay Amen. here. That's right. Because um, we had, I think, one of the best talks we've ever had on the podcast last Sunday. We were so excited about it. It was good. It was. It, it was very good. It was. It was. It was. It was in depth and lengthy. It was, it was pointed. Yeah, and it was really on on point for this idea of all in August. So I think you know, friend, we're just going to go back at it. If you if you haven't sent us a voicemail yet speakpipe.com slash Dr. Lee Warren, speakpipe.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. Send us a voicemail. Let us know you're all in, what you're going through, how it's going for you, or anything else you want to talk about. Um, generally, um, I think it maxes out at 90 seconds, but um, the clips for the podcast work best at you know 30 seconds or less. But we'd love to hear from you, and if you just want to tell us something, feel free to send us a voicemail, speakpipe.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. Mm-hmm. You can also hit the prayer wall, which we'll talk about in a moment, but wleewarnmd.com slash prayer, as you heard in the intro. Uh, and you can always send us a direct email, lee at drleewarren.com or dennismcdonald1 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that's the contact points. We're going to get back into this conversation that we had last week about Psalm 51. And Tata, I'm just believing that the reason that it didn't go out is because God had a special time in mind for it or that we're going to cover something today that we didn't cover last time and, and it's going to be a blessing to somebody. I, I agree with you. Uh, it seems to me that there's, there, there's a lot that can be said about this because, and, 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 and friends, if you're, if you're searching for that or going through the Bible for it, it's Psalms 51 and I think we'll be reading from the, the New International Version. But... Um, this is a profound. This is a profound prayer. Yes. Um, and and there's a prayer by King David himself. And and I think we have to talk a little bit about David first, who he was. Um, first thing that comes to mind is he was the the youngest of his family. Yes. He, he was a shepherd, uh, but he was also anointed as king. That's right. 
and he also uh, became king of the, the of Israel. Yes. But and he was, and think about this: a man after God's own heart. But and, and tradition tells us that he probably wrote this psalm after after he was confronted with and, and he came to the realization of his sin, yeah, which was profound. When he committed adultery with Bathsheba and then had her uh, husband murdered, basically. Yes. And then the prophet Nathan came to tell him that he God had seen that and yes. knew what was happening, and, and this is David's response. Uh, yes. And so when you look at, bear in mind, when you look at, when you look at Psalm 51, think of, think of two things. One, this is a confession, but it's also a cry for help. That's right. A cry for change. And maybe the change needs to be that he looks at himself harder than he looked at it himself in the past. That's right. So as he examines himself. And so when we think about all in, we think about him. That's right. Because he was all in. That's right. Because first of all, he admitted what he did and he confessed it. And then he asked God to change him so he will not do it again. That's right. And think about, here, and we said this, think about being a man after God's own heart. Um, I've thought of that often, and, 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 and I've wondered about that because David was a sinner, like us all. Even though we have forgiveness of our sins, we, we are still sinners. And, it, and we, we talk about the original sin, the sin, the sin that took place in, in the Garden of Eden yes. between Adam and Eve. It, and I, and I, don't, I don't claim to understand all of that myself, but it, 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 it's, a, it's like we're prone to sin. That's and right. anything that is against God's commandments or tenets or statutes is sin. That's right. And uh, anything we do to hold up and, and, and d- decide that it's important to us and more important than God is a sin. That's right. It's idolatry That's because right. God has to be first. That's right. I think that reminds me of what Batterson said in the book about who, who's following who. Like, are That's we, right. are we committed to go all in to follow Jesus wherever He leads and and let Him be the Lord and not just the Savior? Or are we saying, God, I really want to go over here and I hope You come with me? Yeah, that's right. Like, I really want to do this and can You bless it? Like yeah. that. That's the backwards. That's the that's me right. first theology. And so, yeah, get us into Psalm fifty-one, Dad, and, and let's let's hear what He has to say. In Psalm fifty-one. Um, David begins, and this is verses 1 through 12. Um, David begins, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Amen. That is strong to take that posture and, 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 and ask for that kind of blessing from God. That's right. After he had sinned. For I know my transgressions and my sins are ever before me. Think about that. He's, he's mindful of his own sins. Yeah. And they, because they're in his mind. And he's thinking of them. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that, you, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Mm. That putting God first and, and, being, and, and, and stating right there that he knows what he did. 
That's right. And, that, and he knows that he sinned against God. And he knows he sinned against his, God's commandments. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, my delight, your delight in truth, in the inward being, and you search me, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear your joy. Let me hear your joy and gladness. Let my bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins. Blot out my iniquities. And then that, that is, that, that's the part where David is confessing. Yes. He is confessing that he sent. Now he asks God to change him. Yeah. So this is something that we, we, we can't change ourselves. We need help. That's right. Because God himself said, apart from me, you can do nothing. That's right. And so here's where David starts talking about changing him. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's right. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. That's right. So he has, David has, has one, he has confessed his sins. He knows that he sinned and he knows he sinned against God. In his, in his case, not only did he sin against God, he, dis, he, he sinned against himself. That's right. And he sinned against his family. That's exactly right. And against Uriah and Bathsheba's family. That's right. But, he, but it was so profound when he said, but against you and you only have a That's sin. right. It's God. You know, this is, it's almost self-brain surgery here. He's, if, we, if we substitute mind for heart, which is yeah. kind of how the Bible means it when it uses that, he's saying, God, my own mind and my will has gotten me in a lot of trouble, and I want you to give me a new heart, a new That's mind. Right. I want you to change me, yeah. change my mind, yeah. change my life. That's what he's saying here. <laughs> this right. is all in. This is, you, you don't go into having a heart transplant and not be all in. That's like you're right. in. Like he's asking for a new heart here. And, and I love it. Um, I love what Dane Ortland said. Um, I'm going to read you a little bit. He's got a beautiful... Dad, look at this beautiful book. Yeah, I know. I saw um, that. Crossway, by the way, I want to shout out to Lauren Suzanto and the publicists at Crossway and the designers there. They've released just some incredibly beautiful um, cover design artwork in their books in the last mm -hmm. couple of years. We've seen Dustin Bingy and, and Michael Reeves' books and Dane Ortland's other books. But he released... Um, 150 daily devotions through the Psalms, and he chose the title, In the Lord I Take Refuge, mm -hmm. because that phrase shows up in the Psalms something like, uh, don't call me out on this, but something like 25 or 30 times mm -hmm. throughout the Psalms, there's this notion of being able to take refuge in God. That's right. In, in you, I take refuge. I find refuge. I find a hiding place. I, I find mm -hmm. a, a cleft in the rock. He, he's got a place for us and Dane writes a, he lists the psalm and then he writes a short little devotional thought and it's a beautiful book in the Lord I take refuge but here's what he said about Psalm 51 pardon me for reading this kind of long passage but I think it's I think it adds value here here's what Dane Ortland said friend who among us does not know the need to go to Psalm 51 and make it ours David prayed this psalm after committing adultery with Bathsheba, but his words and heart of repentance are universally relevant to all who feel the weight of their sin. Mm. Does that land on you right now, friend? Mm. 
this is our month. We're, we're getting a lot on the prayer wall and, and dealing with a lot of people who are writing in and saying, I just am struggling with this particular issue. Uh-huh. Psalm 51 is for you. We'll go back to Dana Ortland. Note the pervasive metaphor used throughout the psalm. David feels dirty. He feels stained. He needs God to make him clean. In verse 2, he says, wash me. In verse 3, cleanse me. Verse 7, purge me. Blot out my iniquities in verse 9. But this is a dirtiness that can't be washed off in the shower because it's inside us. That's right. Do you feel dirty? The good news of the gospel is that you can be rinsed clean. Let me ask you a question, Dad. I'm going to step away from Dane for a second. You look out that window to the west, and how far up that river is the west? You can't see the end of it. You can't. Mm-mm. You look over to the east behind me here. How far is it to the east? Still can't see the end of it. You can't. Mm-hmm. And what did what did David also say about how far God takes our sins away? As far as the east is from the west. That's pretty far. Yes. It's infinitely far. That's right. Um, especially if you're a flat earther, like it, it <laughs> goes on forever, right? That's East right. is from the west as far as it can go. That was a joke. I don't know, I don't know that there are any flat earthers listening, but I was just teasing. Um, but the idea is you can't go far enough that God hasn't removed your sin that far. Yeah. He also says in Isaiah, what does he say about Isaiah? What does Isaiah say about that? God said, let's sit down and settle the matter. Yeah, though your skin, sins were like scarlet, I have washed them white as snow. Yeah. Well, and then... Uh, then the other part of that is that you have to look at the posture that David takes. or the, And this is a posture that we should take. I have. That's right. I did it. Yeah, it's Isaiah 118, Dad. He says, come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson. Not Clemson. Crimson. No, sorry, Clemson fans. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. That's so right. that, that's pretty far. East from the west is pretty far. Red from white is pretty far. Yes, and that's yes. what God says he'll do with our sins. Yes. So David is feeling that dirtiness here. And the good news of the gospel is you can find that kind of cleansing. And here's what Dane says. David pleads for God to have mercy. Is this an empty, hopeless plea? By no means. Look at the next words. According to your steadfast love. That's right. Why is God able to cleanse us? Because he loves us. That's right. Because he loves us. David's asking... For God to be who He is. That's right. He's just asking God to show up and keep His promise and be who He is. That's right. And I think that's, that's enough reading of Dane, but, but I think that's a good point. And we got to it last time before the file got corrupted. And this is why I think Satan might not want you to hear this right now, friend. But sometimes we think, sometimes we think that we've gotten ourselves into such a bad spot mm-hmm. that God's going to have to do something miraculous or un, even impossible for mm-hmm. Him to get us back into good standing with Him. That's right. Or we come to the conclusion, God must be mad at us. Yeah. And that He won't hear us anymore. That He's done with us. Yeah. Wrote us off, threw us away, and never never going to look at us again. That's right. But what did David do? He admitted what he had done. That's right. And then he just fell back on what he knew to be true of God already. That's right. It's like we're always talking about hope as a verb, and, and, and the two component parts of that action word are memory and movement. So you remember, according to your steadfast love, mm-hmm. according to your nature, just be who you are, God, and keep your promise that you'll forgive me, That's right. and, and I can be all in with you because you, I'm not too far from you. I'm, I'm no, not too far. And, and the other side of it is, and, and I, I, have, I don't know if you can have this picture or not, but running away from God. You can't run away from God. You can't because He's everywhere. He's everywhere, that's right. And Jesus 
Jesus, t one of the parables that he told was about the, about the lost one, out of the, and, and he left the nine, the shepherd left the 99 and went to, to look for the one that was lost. That's right. So the one that was not his. That's right. That's right. So what we have to do is we have to come to an understanding, and, and maybe it, for some of us it's to accept that God is who he says he is. That's right. And, and, and we just ask him to forget. We ask him to make us right with him. That's right. Because he is the ultimate. There is none before him. There's none after him. There's none beside him. There's none under him. That's right. And, but yet he welcomes us. And the other side of that is Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit that is uttering, making utterances that no one can understand anyway. That's right. When we can't even say it. That's right. And Jesus is standing there pleading for, for our, on our behalf. That's right. So we, we, have, we have opportunity. But some of us, sometimes we, we think that, 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 that really it's not that bad. That's right. But anything that we have done that is contrary to what God's will is, is bad. That's right. The other thing is that when we're guilty, we know that God expects us to be clean and and we have to come to believe that he will do that for us. Yes. That no matter how far gone you are, no matter what you've done, even if even if you feel like you could never be okay again, that you're ashamed of something, you're in a place that that your life doesn't look like you wanted it to look at this point and and you you've tried and failed so many times and you just can't get it straight. Look at what David says. Now remember, let's let's we're not relative to anybody else in our salvation, but David's done some biggies here. Like if you have a a plot, a, a chart of all the big sins, if you want to think about them that way. Yeah. David did them. He, he murdered, he, adult, he committed adultery, he lied, he cheated. He, you know, he, he did all those bad things that we, we don't think sometimes we could be capable of. But here's what he said in verse 14. Deliver me from blood guilt, O God, mm. O God of my salvation. He's saying God can remove your guilt. God can remove your shame. Mm. God can remove... Uh. Your sin and your fear and your anxiety and your worry and your failures and all those things. Then he says this, and this is, this is remarkable. For you will not delight in sacrifice or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. See, we always think that we can do something to earn it from God. Mm -hmm. we, can, we can commit some great act of service or, or give enough money or yeah. show up enough times at church and God will be forced to kind of pay us even for what we've done. Yeah. But, but that's not what David says. You don't delight in sacrifice when no. I would bring it. No. What does he say in verse 17, Dad? The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. That's right. Because some, somewhere in all of this, we have to admit or we have to say, I give up. That's right. It's your plan. It's your watch. Have your way with me, period. End of discussion. That's right. Because we can't do it by ourselves. That's right. We can't earn it. We can't take it. We, there, there's no line to get in. That's right. You can't. You, it's free. That's right. And maybe that is the whole point for all of us, that we have a hard time accepting that, that God would love us that much. But friends, think about what God did. God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, so he would die for us. That's right. When we had no hope. Jesus died on a cross, and, and through Jesus' death, we were redeemed. We were brought back, 
and we 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 are now in his family, albeit adopted. Adopted children. Think about that. That's right. What you just said reminded me of Philippians two thirteen when you said, "We can't do it. We can't take it. We can't get it without Him." That's right. And Paul tells us this little nugget in Philippians two thirteen. We can't even really want it without him. He says in Philippians 2.13, it is God who works in you both to will, to want, and to act in order to fulfill his good purposes. That's right. So all you have to do, friend, is just say, God, I want it. I want to accept what you have for me. Mm -hmm. I want to be all in with you. And God will say, you know what? Here's what I want for you. Here's what I will for you. Here's what I wish for you. Here's what I intend for you. Just let me do it. That's right. And how do we do that? We accept it. That's right. Because he's offering it to us. That's right. All we have to say is, I know that Jesus Christ came and that he lived as a human and that he died and God raised him from the dead again. And then then we have hope in the resurrection. But we also have to believe that Jesus Christ is God's son. That's right. His only son. That's right. And now it provokes all kinds of questions. But who are we to ask? That's right. Remember what Job said when God confronted him? I'll cover my mouth. That's right. He didn't speak. He gave up. That's right. It's your will. It's God's will. It's his watch. That's right. And so what we have to, and and that is what's so hard to convey, and it's hard to understand, that it's a free gift. Yep. And that we don't have to do anything. We can't earn it. And, and like, like, like Paul says, we can't even want it. That's right. We can't even wish that we had it. Until we have heart surgery. That's right. Until we, he creates in us a new heart. That's what Romans 12, 1 is about. 12, 2 is, but be, don't be conformed to the world anymore, but rather be transformed That's right. by the renewing of your mind. That's right. And this, what is that word, renewing? Yep. And making it brand new. Making it brand new. Creating me a clean heart, O oh God. Mm-hmm. So going back to Batterson's question, who's in charge here? That's who's right. following who? That's right. Or if you feel broken and you feel tired and it doesn't feel like it's working and your prayers feel empty, maybe you're asking him to go someplace he won't go. That's right. And maybe he's saying, come with me and I'll give you that new diet, that new appetite right. we talked about. That's right. If your hunger and thirst will change to better stuff that actually fills you and satisfies you. That's right. And you'll start wanting what I want. That's right. And so the whole point of this is, we have to be all in. That's right. We have to make that choice. That's right. We have to decide that we're going to be all in. That's right. Now, does that mean that we're perfect? No. No. Does that mean we will ever be perfect? Not here. No. Somewhere we'll be perfect. That's right. And we will struggle here and we will be dissatisfied and we will be hurt and we'll be help we'll be helpless at times. That's right. Um, but the one thing that one, one of the things that you will have when you once decide that God is who he says he is, and you know almost immediately when you say or do something or act a certain way that he's not happy with you. Because of the Holy Spirit inside. That's your right. conscience. That's right. That's right. Renewing me a steadfast spirit. That's right. Calling to mind. That's right. And remembering. And That's when exactly. are his mercies new? Every day, every morning. Amen. There's some folks out there, Tata, who are really hurting. Um, 
We have one, I can't say a name. This is a private matter that these folks are going through, but, but there's somebody that we both dearly love that's just going through a really difficult marital situation. And um, there's just a lot of pain and brokenness and, and hurt on both sides of it. And there's children involved. And, and um, marriages, when they're struggling, it, the enemy can get in there and make you feel like it's irreconcilable, make you feel like it's impossible, make you feel broken and dirty. And all these things that we're, that we're relating to here. So, friend, just be in prayer for marriages and families because the enemy is attacking them hard right now. Yes. Our, our person, our friend, especially, and there's, I'm sure more that we don't know about, but let's pray for marriages and families. But then uh, there's a woman named Beth who wrote into the prayer wall today, Tata that said, please pray for my daughter's lovely friend, Nikki, who was recently diagnosed with glioblastoma, brain tumor, mm. and has had two brain surgeries already, starting chemotherapy and radiation. The prognosis is dismal. Her priority is to enjoy every day with her family and live long enough to see her daughter get married. Mm. So let's pray for um, Nikki today, that she'll have peace and healing and, and hope in the process. And then Tina says, Thank you for your previous prayers. My husband's cancer has spread to his one remaining lung, mm. having additional tests on September 8th to find out if the tumor is continuing to grow. Mm. Leanne Santilli lost her mother yesterday from dementia and, and cancer and asked mm. for prayers. Um, and there's a lot more. There's just, there's just many um, on the prayer wall. So those are just some I wanted to mention. Just um, We can pray for everybody. Um, but I think... Tata, this has been a remarkable conversation, and mm. I think um, the devil tried to stop it, and I yeah, think we'll get it he out did. there this He did, he um, did. And, 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 so, and, and you've always heard that the, the demons are in the, in the detail. Mm -hmm. Well, the demons are everywhere. That's right. Sometimes so they're in the can, electrons inside the computer. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We, can, we can overcome the demons. That's right. We Amen. have that power. Would you pray for us? I will. Oh, Father, we... We give you thanks for this day and we rejoice. Thank you for all of our blessings. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring about us. And Father, we ask again that you would be especially mindful of all of those and dear children of yours that are hurting and are in pain, Father. We, we, first of all, we pray for healing. We pray for, pray for a complete and speedy recovery. And Father, we pray for peace and comfort in, in the midst of all of this pain. Father, it is very hard to understand how all of these things can take place. But Father, we know that we live in a broken world, and we know that sin is present. We know that Satan is present. We, and, uh, he, 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 he goes about like a roaring lion, yes, seeking who he can devour. And Father, we, we, hear, him, we hear him a lot. And Father, the people that are trying to follow you and that are trying to be close to you and, the, and your name is on, our, on our, their lips, these are the ones that Satan attacks constantly. Mm -hmm. No one is immune. No one is forgotten by Satan. How he knows where we are and what we're doing, I, I have no comprehension. But I do know this, that God, you said that you would be with us. Amen. And so we pray that you will be with us that you will be with all of those that are suffering and, 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 and dealing with all kinds of misery, Father. We pray that you will give them peace and that you will comfort them. But Father, we just reach, we ask you to be mindful of, of families and also of, of husbands and wives that are struggling 
And Father, we just pray that you would grant them peace and that you would grant them understanding among themselves. Many times uh, the, the issue is that we just don't talk. We don't talk to each other. Sometimes we talk down to each other. We talk, we talk like the other person is not even present. But that's not true because we're speaking be out of a real concern for ourselves. And we should be more concerned about what you think and what you have to say about it. That's right. And not dealing with ourselves first and dealing with our own sin and, and our own iniquities. Father, that's what causes so many issues because it all begins with us. And if our heart is not right, it, it, we can't be right with anybody that's around us. That's right. And so, Father, we ask for forgiveness of our sins, and we ask for strength, and, and we ask you for guidance through all of this. Father, we rely on you. We trust you. We have confidence in you. We know that nothing escapes your notice. Nothing's beyond your arm's reach, and nothing is too difficult for you. So, Father, we ask you to demonstrate your mighty power in our presence for your glory not ours. And so we thank you for this time to, together, Father. We thank you for allowing us to look into your holy word and, and have some understanding of what you want us to be and what you want us to do. We know, we, we know that you love us, but we want to tell you that we love you too. Amen. And Jesus, we love you, and Holy Spirit, we love you, and we, and we ask for your guidance. We can't make it without you. Help us. And help be mindful of all of those that are struggling, Father. And we ask you for a special, a special gifting of your Holy Spirit, Father. Give us greater wisdom, discernment, and understanding of, of your will and what you would have us do. But Father, we wait on you because we have confidence in you. We trust you. And Father, we, we, we have to admit to ourselves, in the end, at the end of the day, we have no place to go. Amen. We can't, in and of ourselves, we cannot do it. But Father, we know that through you and by you and with you, all things are possible. That's right. And so we ask all of this in the sweet and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, your Son and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Tata, thank you. It was a great talk. If people are going to really go all in, they're going to ask for that heart surgery, that brain surgery, and finally give it to God and stop trying to carry the ball all by themselves. When should they start? I'd start today. Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren Podcast is listener-supported. Check out patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. That's patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. Patrons and partners get free books, transcripts, special patron-only episodes, and more. And partners like you allow us to stay ad-free and keep growing. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.